When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hour three of the program. Glad to be back. We've got Carter Bryant coming up. Ben Mitch talk World Series of Poker and... Look, I'm just over the national media all of a sudden fawning over Anthony Davis and acting like he knows how to build a championship team. I saw this story over the weekend where big article, I think it was on Bleacher Report, talking about they had a one-on-one sit-down with Anthony Davis on why uh, Anthony Davis knows the Lakers are poised for a championship. And I'm thinking, how in the world would Anthony Davis know if any team was poised for a championship in the NBA considering he hasn't even sniffed championship contention yet? That would be like asking me um, about, I don't know, syndicated radio <laughs> or something, uh, a national play-by-play job. I don't know. I thought it was just a little silly. Sports Libs also a little bit later in the hour. And a little Rory McIlroy and the British Open, which is going to tee off, what, in about three hours from now? Three, four hours from now? It's pretty crazy. No, actually two hours from now. British Open. Let's go to the phone line. Bill and Homer, though, first. You want to talk a little NFL we were talking about before. How's it going, Bill? It's going fine, Seth. Uh, you brought up an interesting point earlier about the injuries in the NFL, the concussions and the other injuries and things like that, and stretching the season to 18 games. And with so few players actually playing a full 16-game season, uh, it makes a lot of sense that there's so many injuries in the NFL – I would have loved to see some stats on the life expectancy of the average NFL player compared to the average American male. And I know today's insurance companies have all these stats, but I I would say it's around 76 years of age, the average American male's life expectancy. And I'd like to know the longevity of NFL players in comparison going back maybe 60 years, looking go back 60 years to the Jim Brown era and any player who played in the NFL, say a period of at least five years, and then coming up with those stats would be very, very interesting. Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of different stats, Bill, on this. I think there was a newspaper in Florida, I want to say, earlier in the decade that did a study and reported that the life expectancy of NFL players was about 55 And then the NFL did a study and released facts that life expectancy for NFL players actually was greater than the average um, life expectancy of males in this country. And I think you're right. I think it was about 75 for men and a little higher than that for NFL players. Again, this is just off the top of my head. You can just Google this, but I'm almost positive that that was actually the case. So I guess it's kind of depends. Believe who you want to believe and depend on the study you want to believe on. I'll be honest, 55 seems a little oddball to me and the NFL did a pretty good job of kind of counterpointing that study by the Florida newspaper but google that and I don't have the answer for you there Uh, what I do know is that asking NFL players to play two extra games a year seems a little absurd I do I'm coming around to the idea of an 18 game schedule with 16 games for everybody but 
I want waivers in there. I want waivers for kickers, punters, long snappers, and yes, quarterbacks, because you can't build an entire roster around one player and then say, well, for a tenth of the year, two games, uh, we're not going to have that one player that we built our entire franchise around. It just doesn't make sense. We get paid more. I'm sorry to everybody who's not a quarterback out there. That's just the reality of the thing. Salary cap will increase. Roster sizes will increase. But, yeah, that's what I'd like to see happen. Thanks for the call, Bill. Let's bring on in Carter Bryant, host of the Carter Bryant Show on 107.1 FM and 1400 AM in South Arkansas. He's a stand-up comic. He's my friend, and he's on Twitter at Carter the Power. My friend, what's going on? Man, nothing much, Seth. I enjoyed our time so much together. And, and for those that don't know, we've probably done – over 150 radio segments. It's just probably somewhere in that ballpark. And we actually finally met for the first time, what, like just a few weeks ago. It's yep. nuts. Yeah, I think it was the, It was a couple of days before I went on vacation. So, yeah, two, two, three weeks ago, something like that, Carter. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and dude, you are as handsome in person as you are in the Twitter avatar. <laughs> uh, I, I was like, whoa, man, and you're like six foot six. I had no idea. I really had no idea. I was like, God, dog, I'm standing next to, to white Drew Holiday right here. This is this is amazing. Yeah, you say I'm handsome now, but you haven't seen my, my face app pics, man. And I'll just say <laughs> that I it doesn't look like I'm gonna I'm gonna age well. I'm not gonna age well. This white's gonna crack, man. That's what I think. And the Russians have all your information now. It's all over set. Oh my goodness. I know that's the freak out today, right? And I just kind of like, oh, whatever. What are they going to do? Put me on a billboard? Good. So whenever I don't visit Moscow, uh, Moscow, I lived in Moscow, Idaho. That's why I say it that way. Uh, whenever I don't visit Moscow, Russia, then they, I won't see that billboard they have me on. But I'll be, I'll be flattered. Um, we heard you heard us talking about the the regular season schedule for the NFL owners who proposed going to eighteen games. Carter, what do you make of it? Man, uh, I've heard of this rule where you force everyone to sit out for two games. Here's the thing, Seth, is that the NFL is going to squeeze every dollar out of the sport as they possibly can. And the thing is, is there have been multiple proposals about extending the season. One is let's stretch the playoffs out to an eight-game playoff schedule. Excuse me, eight teams from each, uh, each conference making it into the playoffs. That would be awful for the sport. Yeah. I would much rather have an 18 game schedule and then instead of having eight teams from each conference make the playoffs. Obviously, the best of all scenarios would the would be the season just staying the way it is. The NFL is so wonderful set because it's the perfect mix of every regular season game mattering, yet also one or two where you can slip up at the same time. It's a perfect mix of that. It's not to the extreme like college football where one loss just completely derails your season. And it's not to the point where it's like the NBA where the regular season absolutely means nothing. The NFL has a perfect balance right now, and I wish that they would never change it, but I do understand the inevitability of making more money, and I totally get that uh, from the NFL standpoint. But don't be greedy. Be like Gary Seinfeld, who said no to $5 million an episode before filming the last ever season of Seinfeld, which they never did. Be noble, Roger Goodell. Wait, is that true? Jerry said no to $5 million an episode? $5 million an episode. 
they offered it to Jerry to do it. And remember, this isn't just Jerry you'd have to be paying. You'd have to be, that would be huge paydays from Michael Richards, Jason Alexander, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And obviously, um, Julia went on to have a pretty historic career herself. The other two, and eh, not so much. Michael Richards actually tanked his career. But yeah, that is true. $5 million an episode, and Jerry said no. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, World Series of Poker, you were all in. It was interesting following you on Twitter because I had no idea that – well, I didn't know you liked poker. I didn't know you were the, the main event fanatic that you were yesterday. And I got to tell you, Carter, that may have been the best, at least in the, the ESPN live televised era of these final tables, probably the best final table we've ever had. Yes, that was the best collection of, of players that I've seen at the final table and there's a lot of people complaining about the, the cheering sections. I actually liked it. I thought it brought a lot to the game. There was only one annoying player at the table. He got knocked out in fifth. I thought it was great. I thought the analysis was great. I thought everything from top to bottom was great. Uh, I did a video earlier on the World Series of Poker Hall of Famer who, um, uh, who, who didn't even win a bracelet, and he made it into the Hall of Fame over some other legends, David Oppenheim. Oppenheim, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and while they announced him that they made the World Series of Poker uh, Hall of Fame, he was sitting there with a nice buzz, a wonderful Vegas girl on his lap, and uh, just enjoying life, man, living the Vegas lifestyle. For, for those that don't really get it or might be even bored about poker, I mean, it's more it's come on. We all know people love Harris and whatnot. What makes poker very fascinating is that it truly is this one sport where a bunch of Joes could be sitting next to the absolute best players in the world. Like, there's never a situation where LeBron James and I will be on the same court in a legitimate basketball game. It's just not going to happen, even in my wildest dreams. But in poker, because of Chris Moneymaker, those dreams can become reality, and that's what makes it fun. It really does, and incredible coverage. We're going to have Ben Mentz on again, bottom of the hour, to talk about it a little more in depth. Pelicans, man, I haven't talked to you the last couple of weeks since you, know, you and I are kind of diehard Pelicans fans now, and heck of a summer. Made the semifinals in the summer league, but of course, haters coming out of the woodwork on Zion and his weight, man. What do you make of all this? Yeah, here's the thing. Anyone that knows New Orleans cuisine knows this. What kills you is not necessarily the great food. It's the soak. The soak is what gets you. It's whenever you eat a crawfish etouffee and you have that sauce left over and you have that extra piece of bread and you just want to soak it in, get that extra carbs. You've already mentally said, oh, I finished my meal. Oh, look, there's just a little bit more sauce. I'm going to soak this piece of bread and eat it. That just packs that extra carbs on. And that's the kind of weight that it looked like Zion Williamson gained uh, just from being in New Orleans that little bit of time. Yeah, you, you should be concerned about his conditioning. Even Coach K mentioned that his conditioning wasn't there. But obviously, I'm going to be an optimist. That's going to get taken care of. But to me, the biggest summer league takeaway were the other three rookies. Uh, the, the Brazilian was fantastic. He reminded me a lot of Leandro Barbosa from my diehard NBA fans out there. And Nikhil Walker, Alexander, and Sideshow Bob Hayes both looked like legitimate NBA players. And I want to ask you a question right now, Seth. I mean, R.J. Barrett looked very pedestrian. He did go to the Knicks. If someone were to ask me right now, 
to put money on who would have a better NBA career, uh, Walker Alexander or R.J. Barrett, I would say Walker Alexander. I, I just don't Whoa. know what R.J. – yeah, I just don't know. He, here's what R.J. Barrett's going to be. He's going to be Evan Turner. And I think uh, Walker Alexander will be a Darren Collinson type of player, a very productive guard in the league. Um, he could have some low-end uh, 15.8 assist potential down the road. I, I really like this game. I love this feel for the game. Yes, it's Summer League, but the one thing that the Summer League proved with those other draft picks is that the Pelicans, at the very least, have three potential rotational players in those three picks. Yeah, they really do. It's going to be incredible to watch this very deep roster and, and how they run the rotations coming up in just a couple of months once preseason and the, the season starts. We're talking to Carter Bryant, radio host, sports talk host on 1071 FM, 1400 AM in South Arkansas, at Carter the Power on Twitter. SEC Media Days, the Evil Empire, it was their turn today. And, of course, down here, everybody wants to talk about, is this finally the year LSU can catch up to Alabama, Carter? You've been following this all your life. You tell me. Can it happen? They can beat Alabama. They don't beat, Al- they don't beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Here's what they do, do says. They win all their other games, and they make the college football playoff. That resume is just going to be too strong for them to be left out. I think LSU gets into the CSB playoff this year with one loss on the road against Alabama. I think Texas is a little bit overvalued. I know that game in Austin is going to be difficult. No matter what, if LSU just loses one game on their schedule, let's say they lose to Texas and somehow lucky to beat Alabama and a barn burner, they're getting into the college football playoff. Uh, and, This also sets up to where, let's say LSU beats Alabama, they lose to uh, uh, Texas, and then they lose another SEC game, win the SEC championship. That resume still might be good enough to get into the college football playoff. I I really like LSU's team. I I love what they have at quarterback. I love what they have on the defensive line. And I think LSU has enough at head coach. Obviously, the new passing attack is going to be a big worry. We're going to see what happens with that. But I do think LSU, mark it down, Seth. All right. Mark it down, plus 500. Take the bet now. LSU, college football playoff, sneaking in there at the four seed as the first, not why I say that, Ohio State wasn't either, but they're going to be a non-conference champion that will get into the college football playoff. Well, that that would be interesting. Isn't it – Interesting thing about Alabama, how many losses would it take for them to get left out of this? It would take three in my mind. I think I think that you're going to get put in there with two losses. You'd have this the normal national talking head saying, well, this is the most talented team in the country, so they have two <laughs> losses, but they deserve to be in. I mean, it, it, is it going to take three losses for Alabama actually to be left out of this thing? Yeah, well, it doesn't take many because the college football media and the playoff committee needs to get with it. The SEC, they say all the time, Seth, it means more. It means more. It means more to us. First of all, that might be true. But you know what's funny and ironic is that while they say it means more, when it comes to conference games per year, it actually means less. No other conference in college football has fewer conference games per year than the SEC. As the SEC said, that's the worst schedule format not only in college football 
but in all of sports. It makes no sense at all that you have an eight-game conference schedule in a 14-team league with a permanent cross-division rival. It is absolutely silly. And something else that I found unbelievable. It's amazing, Seth, that these coaches and, and Greg Sankey, the commissioner, gets away with talking about the stuff that they talk about on the podium and no one ever checks them about it. This just blows my mind that Nick Saban, a multi-million dollar head coach, said on the podium today that players should be restricted in the transfer portal. Now, we have seen it a gazillion times since Frederick Dunlap III of Westeros, where players are allowed to immediately, excuse me, coaches are allowed to jump from job to job. But when the players start getting some of these waivers and are allowed to play right away, hey, no, we can't let this happen. We can't let the players have just a little bit of power in this non-for-profit scam that we call college football. That, to me, was interesting. And I also think Nick Saban spoke for a lot of coaches when he was at the podium because coaches are afraid they're losing power by the day. Yeah, well, I'm with you. If the coaches can go all over the place, let the players go all over the place too and, and benefit themselves. If I'm a regular student at LSU and I think uh, you know my communications career isn't going well or my education, I can go wherever I want. Football players should be able to do the same. I'm completely with you. Carter, good to talk to you again, man. We'll do it again next week. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. All right, there he goes. Follow him on Twitter, at Carter the Power. Listen to him every day in South Arkansas, 107.1 FM, 1400 AM. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, let's talk a little AD and also the World Series of Poker main event final table. Yeah, it's kind of the doldrums of summer. A little baseball, a little tennis. British Open, or the Open as they call it, starts tomorrow. But World Series of Poker was front and center yesterday. Ben Mintz coming up in just a little bit. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. <laughs> 